0: This is Internet Marketing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 89 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility and SiteVisibility.com. And today, it's another brain dump from Kelvin. This time, it's all about link building. Yes, I know we've done link building before, but this is seriously in-depth link building strategies. Enjoy.
1: Many of you will um, know that over the past six months or so, I've been working on a book Um, about link building and I'll probably tell you in the coming weeks a little bit more about it when it's actually finally finishing all out to access but um, to access but I wanted to share with you one of the main principles that's guided behind that book and has been a big part of um, my link building thinking over the last couple of years and one that I think a lot of people um, if they could get their head around would find link building in order to do better in the search engines that much easier than they previously found it so i'll start off by kind of giving you the a bit of a rundown on link building in general now you'll all appreciate and acknowledge that um google assess where websites rank based not only on what is on their website but the links that are pointing towards them so it's built around a recommendation so google make a shortcut that is i Google realizes that they can't know who is the best website, so they judge who is the best website based on who has the most credible links pointed to them. And that involves both volume, velocity, anchor text, and authority. But I'll go through those in individual detail. So basically, the idea is that to do better on Google, in most cases, you can get your site optimized, but you then need to go about developing and building some links. Now, that's what the book's about, some of the methods you can use to do that. But I want to take it back a step, really, and um, look at what you're trying to achieve of your link building now I call this process um, you're trying to the, the like the four pillars of link building and essentially what you're trying to do is improve these four pillars and there's a nice little acronym for these um, pillars which is VAVA so there's four things that you need to look at that's your link volume your link authority your link velocity and your link anchor text now each of those things are independent pillars um, you need to have all four of them so like a pillar, you need all four of them to stand up. But you need to acknowledge that not every link or every method you use to build links will be effective at achieving all four of those aims. Um some might be effective at one, some might be effective at two, some might have a huge impact on one but not the other three. So it's kind of worth appreciating that the the complexity in a link building project is largely built around um using different tactics to achieve these four different aims, these four different pillars. Now Link volume, which is the first of the V in my VaVa, is probably the easiest to get your head around. Now, in most cases, if you had to look at nothing else from a link building perspective, increasing the volume of links pointed to your site in comparison to your competitors is a pretty good place to start. But Google, Yahoo, Bing, all the search engines algorithm is more sophisticated than just volume. But put it another way, if you've only got a 1,000 links and you're up against a competitor who's got a 100,000, it doesn't matter how good your authority is, it doesn't matter how good your um, um, velocity is, it doesn't matter how good your anchor text is, you just have a real issue of volume there. Now certain tactics are very good at getting high volume links. Link bait, for example, can be quite scalable. You produce a small piece of content that attracts a huge amount of attention amongst the people with the power to link to your site. But that's a little bit risky so other tactics that work well for um volume are those that are kind of very predictable so you know that you can spend x amount of hours on a task and get y amount of links out of that so therefore you can plan your tasks accordingly and that falls down to tactics like um you know directory submission article syndication um you know backlink analysis all those types of things are very good at building up the volume of your links now most of you who are familiar with link building will realize that it's a bit more complicated and sophisticated than that. So that's where the next step comes in, really, which is the authority. Now, the logic of authority in link building is thus, really, that you know, if you ask for a, um, you want to buy a brand new car. Now, you don't know which car to get, you completely, you know, don't know anything about cars whatsoever. So you go to your mates and ask them, okay, what car should I buy? Now, you've got one mate who's a car mechanic, and you've got another mate who um you know works in it now if those two mates both give you a recommendation about the best car to buy implicitly you will probably trust the car mechanic that much more and take their recommendation that much higher that much more seriously because they know what they're talking about now that's what the the kind of issue of authority is online now google and the other websites search engines out there make assumptions about authority so they are going that okay If a link from a very high trusted site is pointed towards your site, they can be more trusting in you because it's the same way that a trusted site is the car mechanic. A less trusted site is just your mate who works in IT. So that's what you've got to think about with authority there. And authority is achieved by using far more traditional marketing tactics. That would be PR, relationship building, events, doing something notable, um, building relationships with people and reaching out to them. Now, link volume and link authority are normally the two um, pillars that are in most tension because those links that have the most authority are the most time consuming and there's less of them. So they are at direct odds with link volume and the same with link volume. The links that can give you high volume very often are very low authority. Now what you'll try and do is use a balancing act. So you'll try and be gaining gaining additional volume of links, but at the same time appreciating that authority has a part to play. So that's kind of really the first stage of link building. Um, this guys appreciating that you have link volume and link authority. The two are at attention with each other, but you need to bear both in mind. Now to move on to the the next areas, that is um, link velocity. Now over the last year, eighteen months, maybe even two years, um, Google have been making some subtle but significant shifts in the way they order their search results. Now, a lot of this is built around kind of the, the concept of the real-time web. So that is that people are searching for content, expecting it to come to them much quicker than they would have done previously. Now, if you know you can go and search on Twitter and get the results immediately for you know a celebrity or a news event that's going on, why would you search on Google if you know that their page is already a couple of days out of date? So To rectify this, Google have introduced what some of us call a Google honeymoon period. Officially, it's kind of known as Query Deserves Freshness, which is kind of the the technology behind it. It's a QDF. Um, But generally, what the purpose behind that is, is Google are trying to make... um, they appreciate that their volume and authority are very good at dealing with content that's established, but it's less good at dealing with new topical content. So what they've done is they've effectively allowed this third factor to take a, take a part in that, which is the velocity of your links. Now, to illustrate this, if you can imagine you've got two websites competing for a term, they're completely equal and exactly the same in every aspect of on-site SEO. There's no difference between them. Now, one of them has a thousand links but hasn't gained any more in the last two years. It's kind of got a very static link growth, maybe gains one here, loses one there, remains largely the same. But if you put that against an exactly the same website that has the same authority of links and the like as well, but is gaining them at a much more significant rate. So it might only have 750 links, say, but they've all come over the last 12 months over a fairly kind of natural growth rate. Now, if you're Google-faced with those two websites, you've got one that is... um, attracting links at a very good rate, and another one that's very, very static, you'll start to think, well, maybe the one that's gaining the links is the more um, relevant answer to that search query. And that's kind of what velocity is all about. It's about building momentum in your link building. Now, that doesn't mean going out and saying, okay, I need to get 1,000 links every month. It means you need to be monitoring the rate at which you're gaining links and have it in an upward direction. Now, that'll be a bit like a stock market rise. It'll be up some months, flatter some other months, up some other months. So it's not going to be something that you can control directly. But what you need to appreciate for you and who you're up against in the the search engine results as competitors is to understand the relative velocity, so the speed divided by time there. So are you up against competitors who have significant link volumes, but low rates of link velocity? Or are you dealing with um, websites that have um much much lower absolute numbers but have a very high velocity because what you're dealing with will have an impact in your case always aim for the best velocity the highest speed that you can in gaining your links but at the same time appreciating that the authority is a factor there because you shouldn't be targeting link velocity at the expense of link authority Because essentially what is happening is you don't want too many low quality links pointing at your site because they will have no value whatsoever. Now you can have a too fast velocity if it shoots straight up with the lowest quality links out there, that's not really going to do you any favours in the long term. But what I try to illustrate in the book and when talking to clients and and listening to the podcast is that you need to be thinking about the rate at which you're acquiring links. Now, you might acquire them at certain times of years with certain campaigns, but you should always be trying to head in an upward direction and appreciate there will be a deterioration in your links as websites cease to exist, as pages get deleted, as websites get redesigned. There will be a natural attrition of links going on there as well. So at the very least, you need to be carrying on with some kind of active link building to deal with that declining attrition that you've got of your links there then finally we've got anchor text now anchor text um, is a phrase that i use probably too frequently without explaining so i'll take a step back and explain what anchor text is now whenever you see a link online more often than not it's blue text and underlined now those particular words are linking to another website Now, that text that provides that link is known as anchor text. Now, in some cases, it will be something simple like click here or the brand name of the website or the URL of the website. But sometimes it will be within the body content and particular words or phrases within it. Now, generally, back in the day and even now to a certain extent, Google used the words that were in that anchor text to make an assessment about the content of a site. Now, if Google weren't sure what your website was about, they can make a very good guessment based on the words that people use to describe you when linking to you. Now, very early on, that was a very important ranking factor to the extent that people kind of came up with the concept of Google bombs, whereby you could get any page on the internet, but if enough people linked to it using the right anchor text, you could enable that page to rank for that term even if it wasn't intended. Now, the main example of this in history is kind of the miserable failure, which is where um, George W. Bush's profile on the white house site was linked to by tens of thousands of bloggers using the text miserable failure that text wasn't even on that page at that point in time but it ranked for it because google were able to assume that that page was about that term because it contained uh, because all those inbound links contained that anchor text now they've probably turned the knob down slightly over time that you know plays on anchor text as a role and actually to some extent now people think that branded anchor text is actually as important as keyword rich anchor text so you know, if you think miserable failure enables that page to rank, the logic goes, you should have your keywords as the anchor text pointed towards your site. Now, what I will say is, it's getting more sophisticated. So you don't want all your inbound links to have the same anchor text with your main keyword. But what you do want to do is where the link building is under your control, it's something that you have the ability to influence, try and vary but include keywords within that anchor text. So rather than having click here or just your brand name all the time, try and introduce in some of those links keyword rich anchor text to that as well. So to give you a kind of a quick sum up really of where we are and um, what I'm thinking is that every link you build might achieve some of these four different aims but by appreciating acknowledging and understanding the four things you need to do in your link building you will be therefore much more effective now what you then need to think about is kind of a holistic all-round strategy that enables you to tick off all four of those boxes using a variety of tactics now some like article writing and directory submission Backlink analysis are very good at helping you with volume and velocity, but they're not so good at helping you with the authority. Um, Some, like, so article syndication, for example, can help you with the anchor text, but directory submission isn't so good at getting keyword-rich anchor text. And blogger outreach and PR, for example, are much better at building authoritative links, but they're not going to be so good for your volume or velocity because they're so time, time, you know, they suck up so much time being able to do them. So what I try to do in the book and what I try to explain to all clients is when thinking about your link building, assess each of those four different areas for yourself and where you sit against your competitors. So what's the absolute volume of links that you've got relative to your competitors? If you're significantly lower than them, you really need to be concentrating at looking at tactics that increase your volume. Then look at the authority. Now, the way I tend to normally do this is to go to a tool like Um, classic.linkdiagnosis.com and look at the 10 highest PageRank links to a site. Now, PageRank is flawed in all kinds of different ways and is a topic for another um, podcast episode in the in the future. But if you can say, okay, well, here are my 10 best links. How trusted are they? What score do they have out of 10 in Google's eyes? Now, I add all of those up, divide them by 10, and give myself an average. Now, that average um, will be very difficult to change because it's very often very rare for you to add a new link to your site that is so effective it becomes one of your 10 best links of all time but if you do that and compare that to your competitors that's a real good measuring stick of authority of links. Now to look at the volume that's more difficult you really need to be tracking that over a period of time. Now there's a great tool out there called Majestic SEO where you can type in any website and they will show you the growth in links of that website over time. Now what I recommend you do is starting now starting today you go out and take a benchmark using whatever link counting tool you're using for you and all your main competitors, put them in an Excel spreadsheet and update that once a month as you do your reporting. Uh, But if you've not got that data going back, Majestic SEO is very, very good at that as well. Then anchor text. Now, this is one that's probably much better as a um, pie chart. Now, I almost want to classify all my links, the absolute volume of them, and put them in three categories where we have keyword rich anchor text, branded anchor text, or a relevant anchor text and you want to look at the proportion of you relative to your competitors and then if you have a much lower proportion of branded anchor text than your competitors that's the area you want to be adding. If you've got a much lower proportion of keyword rich anchor text to your competitors that's the area you want to be looking at and concentrating on. So hopefully that's given you a quick rundown of um, what you should be trying to achieve with your link building and some of the tactics you can use to achieve particular goals relevant to where you are against your competitors
0: well that's it for today thank you so much for listening you can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes links and instructions on how to subscribe we would absolutely love to get feedback comments and questions from you if you want to send an email send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus 441273256150. If you're inside the UK, it's 01273256150. And you can leave a voice, comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White is signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.